Enjoy the show. We're doing it live. Ultra balls and premium balls. But they've got the heaviest diecast balls of them all. Logic and reason aside, we need a daredevil, goddammit. Now we have one, a female daredevil who is a recovering assassin. Look, we talked about, you know, Pokeballs. Now we're talking about Charlie Collins. First balls, don't die. This week's Triforce. Tune the course. What is Triforce? We want to welcome everybody to the show. And uh, this is the Perjangers and Wallhangers Media Network presentation of the Triforce Podcast. This is podcast number 179 in the Media Network. I have, of course, a Matthew B. Rowe, the Matman, in the box. That, that would be uh, Katarina Thermoscara, Cat Go Google, or Wonder Cat. And then, of course, and piping up and switching hello, places hello, with hello. her is... Uh, Christopher Bristow, the old man. And uh, we, of course, want you to... Enjoy the show. Absolutely. We want him to enjoy the show. <laughs> and I'm still having fun with the sound effects. Um, especially off of last week's... Uh, there we go. Um, last week's podcast, which was... Uh, what did I title that, son of a bitch? Go down there. Uh, hop on over here to pjandwh.com where you're going to find all of the latest podcasts, where you're going to find uh, last week's uh, Lug Nuts podcast, which was Bud Light Engine Hazard Batmobile. <laughs> it, was a, it was this Batmobile that looked kind of like a Gorilla Red Faction and, uh, you know, a whole, and a whole bunch of different other sci-fi stuff, but it looked to end up at, like a Christopher Nolan hazard colored Batmobile. And it was fantastic. And then you'll also find last week's Triforce podcast, which was uh, London Calling, Snyder on the Steak, and then also uh, Backdoor Pilot, No Giggity, all on the pjandwh.com. We want you to go ahead and contact us. Find us on all social medias. Let us know your name, your email, your message. Do you have something luggy and nutty to say? Do you have something that you care about, that you want us to talk about right here on either podcast. Let us know right there, man. We'll shout you out. Well, if you want a podcast, we'll even support you, man. And find us on all Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. But tonight, well, we're going to start off the podcast like we always do, which is throwing hundreds for metal balls, toxic Targaryen Avenger, PS5 Air Purifier and more on the Triforce Podcast. And we go over to the first uh, podcast story, which of course is $100 die cast Pokemon replicas not to be thrown. I want to stress that it is not to be thrown. So uh, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to throw it. Yes. If I throw it, of course. (laughs) Launching just in time for Pokemon Day, February 27th of 2021. The Wand Company. I choose you. Oh, sorry for the weld on your head. (laughs) (laughs) The Wand Company has a pricey $100 metal replica complete with a proximity sensing light. You don't want that's another reason why you don't want to throw it. You want to. You don't want to mess up the proximity sense of light. That would be an interesting ER story. It'd be seeing that on TLC. Where they put... Never mind. We're not... That's a different podcast where they're putting that. Um, but the a number of collectors... A numbered collector's case and a warning, once again, not to throw it or put it up your butt. 
It weighs less than a pound and is just sitting, uh, just sitting on your desk, and it you're left sitting there wondering why the scroll down and you'll see the desk shot. Um, and then you're just going to sit there and wonder, there it is. Why you spent a hundred dollars on a numbered case and a pokeball uh, with a proximity sensor. If we weren't afraid of copyright, so I would be playing ACDC's he's got big balls. <laughs> Such great balls. You'll be itching to touch these balls. <laughs> Hopefully wow. not dirty big balls, because traditional red and white balls are available for pre-order now. While this is just the beginning, because the wand company will be releasing additional balls, they're going throughout 2021, going to be including the great balls. I have such fire. great balls, dirty big balls, ultra balls, and premium balls. But they've got the heaviest diecast balls of them all. Okay. Um, I don't. That's my ACDC tribute. Master ball. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the master ball. Once again, I'm left wondering how we got here. (laughs) I put this story in just for you, Cap, because I wanted to talk about these diecast metal balls. Balls right in the front. You know, that's where they belong. Um, but a nice Pokemon shelf thing if you are a huge pokemon fan this may be something that you want to frivolously spend your money on or you may want to be looking at the next story because uh oh that was a good segue it was a good segue (laughs) but i missed the button um scroll down and we'll see marvel reinvents daredevil for 2021 uh we have daredevil lawyer too well, no, because with Matthew Murdoch in jail for right. two years with an unintended act of manslaughter charge, who uh, who's going to protect Hell's Kitchen? Well, that's going to be the recent purchasee, which is Elektra. His what about one of the other boothing. 27 heroes that are in the neighborhood? Um, well, I mean, <sighs> it's like a four-square-block neighborhood of tight-knit community of people who Oh, care heavens, that four-square blocks. Yeah, Luke Cage can take care of that, too. Okay. I mean, you know, Proceed. and then you have Spider-Man and the Fantastic Steven, Four. Steven, stop using and, logic, please. You know, be, and B and C and D-list. I have logic aside. and reason on my side. No, That's no. all I have. Logic and reason aside, we need a daredevil, god damn it. Now we have one, a female daredevil who is a recovering assassin. Recovering assassin. Yeah, and now she has a snazzy new suit, too, because she's rocking the double Ds on the chest. Not that... I mean the daredevil hey, insignia. Hey, no. The daredevil insignia, you dirty old man. That's all I'm saying. But she's rocking the uh, you know the spy still the spy shoes, and she has the classic horns on there to make her still symbolistic of the the devil is in hell's kitchen. So this isn't the first time that Matt has put, uh, put the mantle of and responsibilities of a daredevil on somebody else. Uh, Iron Fist. Also briefly filled the daredevil position the last time the area. Matt Murdock was imprisoned. And uh, the storyline explored in the devil, uh, daredevil, the devil in cell block D. Later, Black Panther became the temporary t- protector of Hell's Kitchen in the aftermath of uh, 2010's Shadowland crossover. With a month- monthly daredevil comic being relaunched as Black Panther, Man Without Fear. 
So, I mean, I like this, especially for the comic line. Like we were saying, the difference between Marvel and DC. Marvel is finishing up the uh, Ten of Swords as well as they're kicking off um, this new Venom comic with, uh, you know, this whole, you know, Venomverse coming out. And now they also have, they're continuing this story of Matt Murdock being such a shitty fucking lawyer. Yeah, I agree with that. That I agree with. I mean... It's the second time he's been in prison <laughs> for manslaughter. And they're like, don't do it again. I have to throw this out there. What if, what if, you know, what if um, Matt Murdock and Venom merged? What if the symbiont suit from, um, for Venom merged that with Matt Murdock? That would be pretty cool. That would be cool. But would he be able to see them? I would assume so. I would just hope that it wouldn't diminish from his powers any, because this is just Elektra being a badass assassin. Just a lot like, you know, uh, Iron Fist and even, you know, uh, Black Panther minus the Panther powers and stuff. That's a lot like what they, they were doing comparatively to where Daredevil was a blind superhero. He had that increased uh, sense of hearing, almost super, uh, you know, supersonic hearing, to where he could hear people's heartbeats and from like miles away and shit like that. But these people are trying to step into his shoes when they do that. So you have this certain, you know, responsibility that you have to step up to. But a well, responsibility I mean, if, they feel, if they feel that there's a void and someone wants to fill it, you know, do do you let them? Well, here's the thing, because now we're officially at the time point to where Marvel owns Daredevil again. So, once again, where do we put him in? Do you, fans are bringing bringing up the hashtag, save Daredevil. Do you want them to just bring Daredevil back? Bring back Ben Affleck. Right from when it jumped off. Last we met him. Not the 90s Daredevil. <laughs> no. No, the Netflix. No, we're not going to do that. Oh. The Netflix Char- Charlie Cox Daredevil. Oh, okay. We're talking Cox, not oh, Batfleck. Cox, not Cox. Not Batfleck's Cox, but, you know, Charlie Cox, the Daredevil. I have no idea. The, He's the Matt Murdock. so hard. Look, we talked about, you know, Pokeballs. Now we're talking about Charlie Cox. First balls, no Cox. This week's Triforce. Tune in and subscribe. <laughs> Like, scrap below. Um, so, first off, Snap, crackle, pop, rice krispies. I, I, what is your, what is your opinion personally on? Do we a go with Charlie Cox? B do we bring him up in a wait for you know because the likelihood we'll see him in like uh, Spider Ver or this. You know, recent Spider-Man movie, Spider-Man Three. Whether we're going to see him or you know something else, because they seem to have a bunch cooking for that movie. Do we find out? Uh, do we go with that a good movie? Do we bring back Daredevil as a series on Disney Plus? What is the best option, and what is your answer, both of you? You want to go first? Sure, you can go first. Ladies first. Oh, okay. Thanks. Um, I really liked Charlie Cox as Daredevil. I think that um, he was a very believable um, Daredevil. And the series itself was really great. I don't know if with everything else they have going on on Disney that a Daredevil show on its own um, will do as well as it was doing on Netflix. 
now that we have such an influx of everything else. Mm-hmm. I do think that I would I would like to see another season of Defenders. Yeah, I mean the first one wasn't necessarily bad. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. And yeah, yeah, that's that's true. I'll 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 agree to that. But I do think that the premise of that show, honestly, like you already have the history built up. You have the characters. You have the backstory done. You could just jump into a defender show, and then it's not just one person trying to carry it, which I think is a problem. Was the problem there? Well, I think I, a defender show would do better want, than a, you a want standalone daredevil. That's what that's what you want. Well, yeah, but also the defenders. Don't we all though? <laughs> I mean, they, nope. it it. I think it still served its purpose for what it was. Oh, for absolutely. Netflix. But that's really where it started going downhill for the Netflix series with Daredevil. I think Iron Fist. Is, and, I think Iron. Now you got to pick a new Iron Fist. That guy ain't gonna do. A lot of people feel like Big Brother. They really like yeah, that guy. I'm, I'm sorry, that guy's got to go. The other guy, he can stay, but the yeah. other guy, I'm sorry, he doesn't make the cut. <laughs> yeah, I like Luke Cage. I like Charlotte Cox. I even like uh, Kristen Ritter as Jessica Jones. I like all Jessica of them. Jones, yeah. I, it's just the, look, Iron Fist. It's John been real. Berthold, I think <laughs> that. I think oh, John, that yes. Um, yes. Iron Fist was the weakest link there. Mm-hmm. And goodbye to Chris's point. The Defenders was kind of like an Iron Fist point too, and I think that's why it didn't yeah. do as well as they had hoped because yeah. they focused on the wrong person. Absolutely, and uh, I got to tell you, this next story is focusing on. The Wait, right Chris person. didn't go yet. Oh shit, he didn't. No, stay on the story. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, Chris. What do you, th- mean, uh, what you know, do you think? All I'm going to say is Katarina's right because she reinforced what I there was There we go. Saying. All right. No. Uh, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> and Katarina was right once again. Everybody's surprised and water is still wet. Next More in the news at 11. Um, now, that was a good segue, sir. <laughs> that was a good segue. <laughs> that was. I am proud of myself. But Peter Dinklage. We were just talking about this goddamn movie for uh, last uh, last podcast, if not the one previous. But yeah, Peter Dinklage. Ago, yeah is to star in the Toxic Avenger reboot. So, wow, the day we listen to that ad is the day I die. But Dinklage (laughs) is set to star in the reboot of the low-budget 1984 uh, splatter film, which will be directed by Mark Blair of Netflix's Don't Feel at Home in This World Anymore. No other casting details available, so unclear if he will be protagonist Mar- uh, Melvin Feard. Uh, Melvin Feard. I'm saying Feard. I think Ferd. Feard. Melvin Feard. He's Swedish janitor, <laughs> and he might he was submerged <laughs> into toxic waste. Day. And then he got, <sighs> and then he got melanoma and died. No. Um, instead, he was submerged into toxic waste in an accident, of course, uh, and emerges as a disfigured but incredibly strong superhero. Well, nobody purposely submerges themselves in toxic waste. Unless I mean, you're Adam yeah, West in that version of uh, Family Guy. Or the Joker. What did you think was going to happen? No, he didn't purposely do that. He didn't purposely go in there. (laughs) It was an accident. He slipped. Or if you look at it in a certain angle, Batman kind of could have pushed him. But, you know, that's subjective. All right? That's subjective. totally deserved it. But um, 
the main thing here is after he is inc- uh, becomes this incredibly strong superhuman, this at home is a parody of the superhuman uh, superhero genre, which deals with environmental and societal issues. The original 1984 movie was not a hit if you didn't really figure that out when it launched, but it went on to become a cult classic and spawned four film franchise, animated TV show, spinoff, video game, and even a musical. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Musical? Yeah, man. A musical. A musical? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's so it's it's so surprising that Christopher Bristow had to turn his his video off because he, he was just he's going to look up the musical right now and download it. There it is. He's, he's back. He's back. He's currently downloading it right now. Yeah. But I loved the animated <laughs> TV show Toxic Avengers. I I, I loved the Toxic Avenger TV show. When uh, did when did Kelly get his name get my name tattooed on his chest? Because that was pretty interesting. What? He got the old man. What? Oh, that the cardboard Kelly. Yeah, no, that was your your camera went out or something. So then Christopher Bristow just got tattooed on the cardboard Kelly's chest here. You got to give a uh, people a little bit of a uh, background as to what you're talking about. Otherwise, you sound like a crazy oh, old know. man in a you rocking did. chair. They did. They're they're more in the know than you, you know, are. Bubbles are you know in the sunset. What? What is the old man talking about? <laughs> He's talking about bubbles again. I don't what? know. But Toxic Avenger, old man, you obviously watched the film. I don't remember watching the 1984 film. Yeah, I remember watching this when I was seven. You weren't even a thought yet. So, yeah, it was um, <laughs> it's it was definitely four. said, was like, four. my memory's a little bit distorted. I just remember bits and pieces of it. But it was, it was wholeheartedly an 80s, like, era movie. And that's why, growing up in the 90s, you had any cartoon being pushed right into syndication. Batman, all the Adam West Batman, Hulk, Toxic Avenger. You want Thundercat, put that shit in the machine. It's going right into the TV. Yeah, everything's going right into And that's where I got a lot of exposure to all these older kind of like uh, cult classic cuts and stuff like that. It's because you just watch the TV and they put it in there. Yeah, man. Did you just say things from my childhood are cult classics? Back in the day, you had to watch the TV. Yeah. And That's the, what was on. And the That's commercials. all you Back had. in my day. You couldn't go everywhere. <laughs> you didn't have this. We had two knobs on the TV. Watch the TV. I was the controller when I was You see this little button right here? Above my head? We didn't have that skip advertisement button. We didn't have that shit. We had to sit through the commercials, and we liked it. That's what we did back in my day. So no, my mother made me get up and go hit the box, change <laughs> yeah. the channel too. Let's see what's on there. <laughs> well, I, I'm going to tell you what you're going to change the channel to. That's the next story. Uh, go to the roof and rotate the, the rotate the antenna. Well, <laughs> antenna is rotating over to Hawkeye. <laughs> Set photos reveal a closer look at Haley Steinfeld's Kate Bishop, and you can scroll down. We got a whole bunch of pictures here, not just on Clint Burton's chair. 
As production continues for Hawkeye, the first behind-the-scenes set photos of the Brooklyn set of DC Plus oncoming MCU series have finally arrived online via Twitter, revealing much as clearer as a close look at Haley Seinfeld's uh, Kate Bishop. She wears her hero's signature color and bow along with Jeremy Renner's return as Clint Barton. And our main man, Connor. Excellent. So we see here, we see Renner go back up or right down there because we see her and her down. Right down there. We see her and her bow as well as just kind of trying it out here. And that's what I really love to see, I think, because she was never officially announced as Kate Bishop. They just kind of like, all right, whatever, we're just going to do this. They haven't official, just like Rosario Dawson, they didn't announce her right up until, officially, right up until, oh, yeah, by the way, Rosario Dawson. Boom! Boom, 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 boom. And it was just, oh, my God. Applause everywhere. And that's what that's what happened. But now we get, uh, obviously, she's going to be Kate Bishop. She's dressed in it, and they're doing shots. Uh, they could just be fooling you. And I'm not talking about Captain Morgan. They're doing actual film shots. And, of course, we see, if you scroll down here, the doggo, Lucky, the pizza dog. He is a pizza, pizza dog. Okay. Oh. Yeah, a full-on fluffer right there. So that dog is going to be in there as well as uh, Haley Steinfeld and Clint Barton in the Hawkeye Disney Plus series. And Hawkeye is a limited series, and it will see uh, pretty much him training the Kate Bishop character, and she's supposedly going to be going into Young Avengers and spawning more series, and I would imagine film as well as the Disney Plus. So we're going to start kicking up in the phase four if they eventually jump the gun on this but we'll see it 2021 on disney plus maybe somehow on in the fall um they're obviously filming it now so we'll get it by fall next year the bad part is is that the streaming services are the only people who are actually still putting out the content and doing shit All the film industry, well, we'll see later on, but most of the film industry are just sitting on their hands on all their stuff, just you're kind of like, well, I don't know what to do. But you have Disney and, you know, uh, certain other streaming services, not to tip our hands at the stories, but we have certain streaming services just saying, no, we're good. Netflix, they're like, oh, we're we're just keep pumping out material. We're good for a while. It's easier to have a production value lower in cost in a pandemic when you're only dealing with one to three actors in a scene. Well, especially when you kind of go through that and slow burn and produce it. Well, then you look at Netflix's animation stuff. They put a lot of money into animation and a lot of that stuff is work from home. Well, that's animation, but you still got voice actors that have to quarantine if they want to do voice acting in the proper Bro, studio. So, like, I yeah, that. got voice acting done in my house. Okay, I just went online. Well, Joe went online, and we Not got voice acting do, done. Sir. But we got voice acting done. There is ways of getting it done, sir. I don't want to hear that. We are in twenty twenty. 
Hopefully we make it, it to 2020. I'm the cowboy up New Zealand. You want the proper sound. <laughs> you need the proper equipment. But certain voice actors do. Like I'm the, the cowboy guy we up got, use the internet. Like the guy that Joe and I got for Tales from the Morgue, Unfortunate Deaths and Unfortunate Ways, Episodes 1 and 2 for The Undertaker, Yulrick. And thank you for mentioning that because that's a nice drop that people should go on YouTube and watch because that was great voice acting. Anyway, um, that was my shameless plug. But there is another plug in here. That no shame, is... Sir a plug in the Arrowverse that needs to be filled. A little void, which is David Ramsey. He will play a mystery character in Legends of Tomorrow Season 6. And we're just here for that little picture there. Uh, Ramsey played John Diggle, or the Spartan, in all eight seasons. We're talking out live. We are doing it live. Uh, He played Spartan in all eight seasons of Arrow and will guest star in the total of five Arrowverse episodes in 2021. He is reprising his role as Diggle in Superman and Lois season one, Supergirl season six, The Flash season seven, Batwoman season two. He's also set to appear in a mystery role for Legends of Tomorrow season six, which has a lot of fans speculating. Because rumors of Diggle being Arrowverse's version of Jon Stewart, the Green Lantern, have been running for years. I enjoyed his character on Arrow. It was oh, well, he's great. Diggle is the man. I think people are getting their hopes up because um, they do go back and forth in time. So there's yeah. nothing to say that they're not going in the like, you know season three of arrow continuity to talk to john were you and not like were you mad at barry for changing the sex of his baby you know uh, that was a big (laughs) fuck up man i'm just saying i had a little baby boy now i got a baby girl what the hell barry there this is like such a good justice i'm glad you brought this up because i hadn't really thought about it this in a while but remember how everybody got so mad at um the child's for eating those eggs. Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't remember anybody giving a rat's patootie that <laughs> they just like erased this child. I mean, no. Voyager was on like what, 20 years ago and people are still talking about the whole Tuvix thing. Yeah. Um, but, no <laughs> but problem. This, this is very, but nobody seemed, and even, and even them, they it's got awesome. mad in that second when they realized that they used to have, yeah. um, what was it? They had a son and now they have a daughter. Or they had a daughter. Now they have a son. They have a son. I think it was crisper. I think it was a son. He got mad in that moment. Yeah. And then that was like, that was it. <laughs> it was like, after he talked to Barry, he was like, oh, God damn it, Barry. Barry just ran him around a couple places and he vomited. And he was like, all right, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Just no more running. And you, I'll take an Uber. And then, like, if he brought it up, he's like, don't even get me started with you. I'm like, get started. Like, you should be mad. Like, you should be big mad about You should not want to speak with him anymore. You should want to punch him in the face every time. Every time you he comes it, up, you should just look at him and go. And that yeah, exactly. music should play. To that sound. Exactly. Yes. That's what should happen. But. I really hope because they also played in, I believe it was in a crisis on infinite earth crossover. They played up how, mm-hmm. um, the original nineties flash, he played Jay Garrick in the, in the current flash show. And he showed right. up from earth too. And he was just like, John, where's your ring? 
And he was saying how his like his father's name was Stuart, and that his mother he went by his mother's name, which was Diggle. Right. And then you're just like you have this big buildup for him being Green Lantern, and I'm just like, God damn it, give him a show. Yeah, I'm just scared to hope for that. I would be very excited because I think he'd make an amazing John Stewart. But I'm so I don't want to get my hopes up because, like I said, the show that he's appearing on is one where they do go back and forth in time. So just because they're going to see him, it doesn't mean that it's going to be after crisis. It could be, you know, know, before the events went down and he's still John Diggle. Cat just ruining my hopes and dreams over there. Sorry. I know he can be optimistic. Be cautiously optimistic. I just heard Matt go. Yeah, my my brain just popped, man. And it's like, look, I really want to see him as Green Lantern because I think he could kill it as Jon Stewart and give that man a space cop show. Because who do doesn't have want the a space money cop to do show? it though? I mean, do look, they have the money to do it? They are canceling old shows left and right. You got rid of Arrow. Now you're getting rid of Supergirl. How many more seasons of Flash do we honestly have? Now you need how to many keep seasons of Supernatural did we have? We're talking the same station. Here. I understand. <laughs> I understand. But that formula of superhero shows becomes stagnant and it becomes stale after a while. And that's right. where it's hard to keep it going. Yeah, that's where I think we're going to have that problem cinematically with the uh, with the films eventually to where people are going to be like, all right, guy, are we watching this again? But I think there's enough film lore in there and a lot of, like, comic backstory that they could really pull from that could keep that going on for a while. Whereas Arrow, I mean, you got DC doing it well on HBO Max with Titans and, uh, you know, Doom Patrol Patrol. and everybody like that going really solid. So I can't say it won't work, but they're on season seven now. And I can't say I've religiously followed Flash for a while. I got to the point where I wasn't keeping up with it weekly. I was waiting for it to Netflix and then, you know, catching up there. Well, I mean, most of it, especially I did watch most of the first season of Batwoman. I do want to finish that because Batwoman season two is going to premiere January 17th on the CW. The Flash, um, it is usually right up there on Netflix. Um, and, uh, especially since they're going into the seventh season, Superman and Lois is debuting their first season back to back on February, Jan- uh, February 23rd, Supergirl's last season, the sixth and legends of tomorrow, sixth season, uh, don't have pre- premiere dates yet. So, uh, legends of tomorrow is one I've really fallen off. I know they brought back the original John Constantine on that and they brought a lot of different characters because that's kind of like a, a doctor who kind of rotating, you know, rogues gallery. So that's where they could get away with that and they could keep that fresh because they could just keep inserting different B list heroes here and just have a whole long series with it. Oh gosh. Yeah, they do. They, they have an endless amount of people to call on. It's where you can really keep going with that, man. Where I even with Flash bringing in the elongated man, like that was a. And they have Rory Williams. They have Rory Williams as uh, the uh, their time guy of you know their whole time ship. He was like the OG, and then that went. (laughs) Spoiler alert! That went well. Remember, there was Hawkman and Hawkgirl at one point. Yes, man, and they keep going back and forth in time, and it's just so good, man. And then you also have Stargirl. 
And Stargirl has this whole mythos behind her because she's in her own universe, as we saw in the Crisis right. Infinite Earths event. So there's a lot of good stuff going on with DC. And uh, another good thing going on is going to be on the HBO Maxes, man. It's going to be a Batman Maxes. TV spinoff series. Yeah, Batman series coming to the Maxes. And, it's going to be uh, called Alfred. Watch me clean the house. Right? No, no. CW. We already have a Pennyworth. Yeah, CW already has Pennyworth. And it's like, Alfred, before I met the Waynes, I was a spy. Didn't they they have an Alfred show on, what was it, Epics? Yeah, uh, I don't know. No, it was Pennyworth, I think, was on HBO, wasn't it? I'm not. Oh, I watched it on Prime. I watched it on Prime. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, no, I don't know where Pennyworth was on. No, I thought that was a CW show they were going to spin off on. Pennyworth was. I don't remember what channel it was on. I'm sorry, but um, it was on. I watched it on Prime. Okay. And if it was on the CW, then it would have been on Netflix. Yeah. The so latest. I'm say it was like on Stars or something. Yeah. So the latest cinemate, cinematic take on Batman is the way of Robert Pattinson, and he is set to portray the DC's infamous Dark Knight. And the film is currently in production amidst the global pandemic. As Matt Reeves' film has been pushed back from 2021 to 2022. But un, uh, unlike previous Batman movies, the reboot is taking it to a new level as a, a franchise. Even before the Batman hits theaters, Reeves is bringing his Batman universe to the small screen in the form of Gotham PD-related show. The project, which has been co- referred to as Gotham Central, is in development for HBO Max and is a big deal for DC's cinematic history. This is the first time that a DC film is branching off and launching spinoffs in the form of TV shows. While the Terrence Winter was attached to uh, initially as the showrunner and executive producer, he has recently departed the project due to creative differences. Even though they're searching for a new showrunner, the Batman TV spinoff has gotten a lot of attention due to it being revealed uh, to be in the works only a year after Fox's Gotham ended. It's where they were like, all right, and the next one. And they kept going on with that. But the Batman spinoff show, however, will take place in a universe where Bruce Wayne has been operating as Batman for one year. Officially before the 2022 film, Gotham Central would follow the Gotham City PD as they're just beginning to learn about Batman without Patterson's character necessarily showing up on screen, which is something that they have not done. It's something that they promised, kind of like I think that I think that's something that fans wanted from the Fox Gotham show that they didn't get done because they were focusing. This is Batman's origin and his villain's origin. This is DC saying, "Nah, man, you have a Gotham PD where they're learning about like, all right, hey, there's this Bat character coming around, mugging, you know, stopping muggings and doing this and that and trying to stop the Falcone family. And you have like, and then go into long Halloween. And that's what I suppose the film is going to be. So now you have a lot of the beginnings of Batman to where you're setting up a good foundation for a good run on HBO in the future to where you could say, you could start doing a lot of good Batman storylines. Mm-hmm. 
anyone have an opinion? Bueller. Bueller. I like my idea of the Alfred cleaning show. He shows you how to clean shit. I don't really have an opinion on it. I just want to see it done right. That's Gotham right. Gotham kind of disappointed clean, me at the end. It's got to be yeah. right. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, that's what everybody hopes for. But, I mean, do what do you want to see something so close to the film? Like, it's right at now. Supposedly, the film is like he's been doing it for a couple of years. So, what? Do you do, like, you know, Batman getting refined and then, like, all right, bye, guys. See you in the next film. Later, fellas. You know, Again, like, we talk about continuity and like how much do we want to kind of be in the same, you know, in the same lane of CW, like TV verse to movie verse. Yeah. Or like, do we want to explore that as an option to kind of meld them together? Like Asian Shinshio was the template for it, but, you know, they, they kind of got away for it you know, a couple seasons and then they came yeah. back eventually. Like, so like when they went to outer space, <laughs> <laughs> I thought that di- the weird hydro planet was a little bit different. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah it, that was it, something. it can get, it can get very wonky very quickly. Or so, the part when they went back in time. Yeah. Back in time. Going Having... back in time. Just, they didn't have the song. Though. Just stick. Stop. Just solving Lewis. crimes. This is no news. Look, um. <laughs> there's something else going on in 1984, though, and I'll tell you that, and that's the next story. That was a good segue. Thanks, buddy. Wonder Woman 1984 will be the first 4K HDR film on the Maxes. So Patty Jenkins announced via Twitter Tuesday that HBO Max subscribers will be able to watch Wonder Woman 1984 in 4K, HDR 10, Dolby Vision, and Dolby Atmos when it debuts on Christmas Day instead of just the puny 1080p on some devices. But not all, necessarily. Uh, which well, it is HBO. What do you expect? <laughs> The uh, Yeah, not all of them are going to be available at the service when on Christmas Day. The high-fidelity formats will be available on supported devices, including Apple TV 4K, Amazon Fire TV Stick 4K. We're good. Um, Amazon Fire Stick, uh, Amazon Fire TV Cube, the 4K Fire TV Edition Smart TVs, Chromecast Ultra, AT&T TV, and support Android TV devices. While... Uh, they did ask the Warner Brothers representative about the lack of console support. He told the Polygon, the uh, website, that we'll be rolling out uh, support to additional devices in 2021, but nothing else to share today. The rep also uh, said that the Warner Media uh, rep has no updates at this time on when HBO Max will be available for the PlayStation 5. So you're not able yeah, to watch it on really five. You're not able to watch it on, you know, a conventional console. So you're knocking out the console boys. You got to have it on a TV on, you know, just own a, a fire they stick a or fire something stick. like that. You know, I mean, yeah, um, but yeah, just go get yourself a $35 fire stick TV, you know, fire stick. That's it's all about TV availability, though, man, because they're still not even up on. Are they up on Roku yet? 
Not yet. They're still in talks with uh, they're they're having conversations with. And that's what I'm saying. There's still that it's such a good streaming service because there's so much there. We've gotten so many spoiler alerts from this uh, streaming service. And it's just like, you know, it just put it everywhere, man. I don't I didn't see Netflix having this problem. Then again, Netflix. Yeah, well, was you have to look first. at Netflix has been around since the DVD era. So, with yeah. that being said, the right. maxes. Well, Hulu out. does the same thing. There's stuff that you can get on. Um, like, I can't watch Hulu on my Roku unless I have Hulu Plus. I can't Deadpool do the two. Version. Deadpool two. I was because we did Deadpool for a spoiler. There, I was going to do Deadpool two. Awesome. You could do. Uh, yeah, it will be coming out. Uh, Deadpool two is on Hulu Premium. <laughs> And everybody else is like, yeah, you could rent it. I'm like, fuck you. You got to be Bill Murray for me to rent your shit. Maybe we can get a sponsor. Yeah, or sponsorship. Like or Rick Moranis. Sponsorship. Yeah, Rick Moranis. Oh, man. He's on Disney Plus. Yeah, he is. He's got that. What was it? Pixar or somebody did a, or a they did a documentary to where they took, uh, it was like a props thing, Disney props, and they went over Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. They got a, finally got an interview with him. I want to say that. Yeah, was speaking of which, they found the guy who punched him in the face. Thank God. I hope that motherfucker burns. Why would you punch Rick Moranis, of all people? Of all people. Man? He would. I'm going to have like to like a assume that this man just wanted to punch somebody and pick the wrong guy to punch. Like really he, <laughs> he was looking for he was like Rick Moranis. Like he punched Santa Claus. You remember Don't Fuck With Cats on Netflix? That's what happens when you punch Rick Moranis. Yeah. The internet yeah. will hunt you down yeah. and find you. You don't you don't fuck there with cats. There are a few people that people hold to the esteem of, of Rick Moranis, and that's yeah. that's the lucky um that guy's luck that then, he wanted to randomly punch an old white guy, and that's who he ended up punching. And look, this is probably the title title of the podcast, but you don't fuck with cats and you don't punch Rick Moranis. All right. Those are two rules of Amen. life. Amen. That you can just go with, all right? That's that's just two things that you can agree with. But I do agree with Wonder Woman 1984 being available on streaming as well as uh, in theaters. You can buy tickets now if you do want to go see it in theaters on in, on Christmas, you know, so you do have that. But, but wait, there's more in this next story because Warner, uh, Warner Brothers isn't done there, man. They're not just stopping at uh, Wonder Woman. Warner's Brothers' next 17 movies are going to be uh, released on HBO Max as well as in theaters. That's amazing. Some of the most highly anticipated films of 2021 will be releasing on HBO Max at the same time as theaters, man. This is really, it is a brilliant marketing strategy. This other streaming services, you have Netflix, you have Hulu, they are not stopping. They're putting out content. You're getting con- Hulu's getting a lot of content from just the other kind of uh, you know copyrights and stuff that they're able to put up on there, and especially with their live streaming TV stuff that they do. They have a lot of people in there. You have a lot of the streaming services. They're not stopping like the rest of Hollywood is with the film industry, especially Netflix. They keep pumping out content, and it is not going to stop. So now... Warner Brothers, they're like, good, we got HBO Max, we got a lot of butts in the seats. We're not going to pull the Disney Plus. We're not going to make it a premium thing. We're going to give it to you like Amazon does with the Primes. And you're going to watch it. 
I know you're going to watch it. I'm going to put one of my ads in the beginning of it, and you're going to like it. And that's it. <laughs> I won't like it. I'll tolerate it. I will tolerate it because it's one ad. <laughs> but that's the thing, man. You you got certain streaming services which are doing it right, like Amazon Prime. I go on Amazon. It's like video when you have to sit the through the commercials at the theater, too. I mean, they make you do it there. Exactly. At least when you're at home, you can go they're to the bathroom and get a drink. Log into the, the movies app, and you can shoot them. asteroids right next to the dumb fuck next to you while eating popcorn. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Like, get out it's of here, It's sweet man. for me. I you really like wanted to see Wonder Woman, Woman in the theater, and the closest theater to me I that's know, uh, showing it is an hour and 40 minutes away. I know. That's such a shame. But now you can still watch it in 4K. If you We're got the nice Dolby surround sound stuff, you'll have, still have the nice surround sound audio, the 4K picture, because HBO Max was not doing 4K before this. They This is just, you know, they were just doing the 1080p, the 4K streaming is coming just for the Wonder Woman, and they're going to start rolling it out through more stuff through 2021. Um, other films they're going to be including in this uh, streaming slash theater rollout is Denny Velvenu's Dune, which is October 1st, 2021. The Suicide Squad with James Gunn, not Kevin Gunn. Um, that is August 6th, 2021. The Sopranos prequel film with uh, uh, The Many Saints of Newark, April 12th, 2021. Matrix 4, which is December 22nd, 2021, will all debut on HBO Max and in the movie theaters on their previously established release dates. Uh, some other films that they released after I saw this on this article, uh, which actually there's a little... Uh, film slash movie i think at the bot very bottom there might have to mute it that's already muted and they uh they show off other films like uh little things judas and the black messiah tom and jerry mortal Kombat, those who wish me dead the conjuring the devil made me do it in the heights uh reminiscence misalignment uh the the many saints of newark uh the king richard Cry Macho, Space Jam, A New Legacy, and Godzilla vs. King Kong, which Godzilla vs. King Kong was one of the people who were uh, unaware of Warner Brothers' decision to do the streaming and theater release. So they found out when we did, and they did not know that that was coming. So that was kind of a dick move on Warner Brothers' part, but they were like, <laughs> guess what we're doing with your movie? We're going to put it out on streaming and on, on theaters. And they were probably like, what the fuck? No. You get no objections that way. Yeah. If you oh, don't, we're doing it. <laughs> nobody will object. So yeah, no, we're doing forgiveness it. than uh, permission, right? Yeah, yeah. No, no. Guess what we're doing with your movie? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Have a nice day. And that was it. But I can't say that I'm going to argue with watching Godzilla vs. King Kong on, you know, the TV right in the living room rather than sitting around a whole bunch of people coughing, sniffing, not having a mask because I'm drinking my drink. You know, I don't want to have any of those excuses, hear that bullshit. I could sit right on that couch, sit my fat ass right over there with a big ass big gulp myself, 
watch the movie and do a spoiler alert on it. And that that is that is fine for me for my movie experience. Now, do I want to go to a theater? Sponsor- yes. P- potential sponsor uh, sponsorship. Sponsorship's available. <laughs> It's very intimate. I am willing to do so much. That's my go-to. Look, I'll take uh, one for the team. Man. I will do the sponsorships. All right. I'll, it's it's not going to be. It's going to be. You know, you guys are going to learn a lot about me. All right. And sponsorships well, is part you of. You don't want to know. No, you don't. But, but <laughs> that is for the people who want to pay. You know, wow. we could, we, you know, you Never can have your stuff here. delivered now, like through Grubhub and DoorDash and all that. You can stuff. have my yeah. shit delivered to you for the low, low price of shipping cost. You do not have to leave your house for <laughs> anything. Yes. You can just sit your fat ass. <laughs> I've seen that. I've seen his. Oh, I love Tom Segura. But <laughs> I got to tell you what, another thing I love is this next story because House of Dragon. House of the Dragon is the new spinoff for the HBO, and those are the photos we're going for here because they released some dragon art for the Game of Thrones prequel series. Uh, the concept art was dropped right on the end of HBO's bombshell of the press release on Thursday that was announced that Warner Media is going to be doing everything in the theaters and on the HBO Maxes, as we just said. The two concept art images uh, of a dragon were released uh, uh, from the Game of Thrones series. Principal Principal photography starts on the next Game of Thrones series, House of the Dragon, in a few months. So they're going to start up the process in a few months. It's based off of the 2017 novel by George R.R. Martin, uh, The House of Fire. And uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Fire and Blood. Um, and it was, uh, 2018, but I'm really excited about this series. You're taking it back yeah. 300 years in time, um, and w- with the Targaryen so family, school. you know, right after the fall of, uh, what was that city? Um, the, it started with a V. I don't know. Comment below. I don't remember. I don't either. It's I been don't a while. Remember. It's been a long, it's been a long time. Long day. Uh, but the House of Dragon like will consist of the Paul McCartney song singing in the background, the long and winding road. Yeah, but this is going to be 300 years before Daenerys Targaryen and the events With of the rest dragons of the Game of Thrones. looking as great as they do here, can we get an Aragon series? Oh, please, please. I would love that. So the House of the Dragon Still will Jeremy consist. Irons in it, though. Yeah, this will consist of 10 episodes Amen, for the first season. And it will likely premiere on HBO Max in 2022. Uh, Patty Constantine is reportedly been cast as King Viserys Targaryen. So a different that Targaryen. Looks beautiful. I love the dragon. I love that this is just a bunch of dragons and they're Targaryens. But just and... like look at the texture of its hide. I mean, it's beautiful. Oh yeah. And I think this is one of those things which is going to have... This was the reason why Netflix had to put out The Witcher. They had to have something in this realm to combat that. To kind of combat it, yeah. They had to have that. It's just like what Amazon is doing with The Lord of Rings to where they just announced a whole bunch of casting for their Lord of Rings program. And it's, it's posturing because they need to show you that, no... If you have that medieval magic scratch, we can get that. If fantasy. You have this, yeah, if you have that fantasy, if you have the action itch, if you have the movie itch, the comedy itch, documentary itch, they have to show you that they have enough stuff there to scratch that itch for you and get you to keep coming. It's 
and that and then scratch and me well and good i got i have all these freaking subscriptions <laughs> wonder wonder cat scratches aside we gotta isolate that audio <laughs> wonder cat scratches aside no you don't <laughs> i love the dragon um might as well just call him you know pete the dragon i love him i think that he's Aww. just gonna you know he's just gonna win fans hearts you know because daenerys's dragon was awesome the one that survived she was a horrible dragon mother one out of three children cat if one out of three of your children survived is that good that would be less no all right, I think we you have be going into like colonial ages where that's pretty much what happened. That's yeah, why people I had fifty three kids still, because thirty they lose thirty of them to the plague. Um, no, I don't think that she's got a great track record. Um, no, but I am going to yes. kind of give her a pass on some of that because she had no like there was no library on raising. There was no how to All train right. your dragon that Our, came out. I guess at a different time. It was after <laughs> that was that was probably a couple centuries after. When she was doing that. So, so you're right. There wasn't really a didn't Bible have a reference book for that. There wasn't a how-to book to where, like, how to train a puppy. You can, There wasn't a class exactly. to, like, all right, kids, gather together, everybody. This is dragon training. Please, and everybody get dragons. I think that, that was dragons. kind of a failing on the show's part, too. If she was enough, that's how you, it should be something inherent. Like, maybe they can read each other's minds. Like, some kind of, like, even on an empathic level. And, and it really... It's like they imprinted on her because there she was the first thing that they saw as their mother. But other than that, there really was no kind of yeah. But they also connection that the Targaryens a, would have. There was a lot more. You got a lot more of that connection in the books, though, between her and the and the dragons. You know. So yeah, but even still, then, that really, well, we didn't really vague, get that far into the books to see. You, well, I'm yeah, not going we, we're not to that far, you but because I saw you first. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. They imprinted on her as their mother, but there was no kind of like. That was more of like you an know, instinctual thing, not like luckily, yeah. Not well, and you know, like in Aragon, where they could talk to each other. Yeah, I mean, with their they had like a telepathic connection, and they could understand each other on some kind of base level. And even like Wonder Woman, with her empathic abilities with animals, even though she yeah. couldn't fully communicate, they could understand each other. I don't think Aquaman that she too. ever had that with yeah. them. And I so think you're that was telling me that you wanted the child's name to be Grogu. Yes, and it was also kind of a feeling for her with no. the dragon. She felt <laughs> that the dragon, you know, like they kind of had this strong sense between the two of when they needed each other, you know, almost like a spidey sense, if you were, or like a force entanglement. You kind of Yeah, knew. and I think they should have built on that more. Yeah. I really think that George R. R. Martin's going to. I think that there's going to be more of that build up in the books because I there's going to be a lot of. Cool Honestly, I yeah, I, I I don't envy him his position because no matter what he does, people it's gonna are going to be better be than the series. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> he's got a lot more characters in the book be. too. It might not. People oh, are brutal smart. if they don't get exactly what they picture in their, in their mind, and and we're talking billions of people here. Look, yeah, he the book is five thousand times better than the tv series already and <laughs> i 100 agree with you so i 100 agree with i gotta you. think I that the long night is gonna actually mean something in his book you know maybe john snow will actually mean something maybe the whole fucking it'll actually have a plot i don't know maybe it'll get crazy whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, it's a weird thing called imagination that required you to actually use when you're reading the book whereas the show yeah. was more of a visual art piece and they needed to represent that more 
So visual. I think that they started the that show be too soon. Well, I actually, I think they started the show too soon. Yeah, they well, waited for the series. No, to be it done. was DB Weiss, David Benioff's a very expensive film school is what the show was because they didn't know what the fuck they were doing, and they eventually stumbled their way through it. And now they have that Netflix thing that they may or may not do something with. But one thing Which that, that I want like it's falling through. Yeah, one thing that I want to happen is I want everybody to hop on over here to the Game of DVD Exchange at 23 East Media State Street and uh, pop on over there, talk to Mark, and uh, he will tell you that... Katarina is banned from my store. And then he'll say... Broski. Yes, a lot. He'll say... Broski. What do you need? Broski. Broski. Do you want to trade that in? Broski. And he'll keep going with it. And he'll say as many broskies as you want. Just say the keyword for Jangers, and it will get you absolutely nothing, nothing. <laughs> at all. But it'll get a smile on his face. Hey, Mark. Mark. That's the PS5s. Mark. <laughs> i tell you what. Mark. Mark is going to want to get tickets to this next story because it is Super Nintendo World. It is opening February 4th, 2021 with an AR Mario Kart roller coaster. If you could believe that, don't you know? So Universal Studios Japan announced a long awaited opening date to the Nintendo themed area of uh, wow. the Ahsoka theme park. Uh, the theme cafe and merchandise store have already opened up in the larger U.S. Uh, Universal Studios Japan Park. The USJ and Nintendo have also provided details on what is sure to be one of the f- park's flagship attractions, a Mario Kart-themed roller coaster. It's housed inside of a reconstructed Bowser castle and makes a use of AR and projection mapping technology with riders donning an AR headset shaped like the Mario cap. Um, Bloomberg's also got an early look at the Super Nintendo world, including the Mario Kart ride, and noted that the park is set to be further expanding with a Donkey Kong-themed area. And the cars do have steering wheels, and uh, multiple vehicles can race alongside each other, but it sounds like they uh, the ride itself is on rails and not guaranteed that you will win the race. There is an element of throwing power-ups from item boxes, and the experience will be different each time you ride. So, honestly... 2020 makes me sad. Honestly, that makes me excited, (laughs) man. I really want to go there. That seems like an awesome, awesome, you know, kind of attraction there. You got Mario Kart, which who hasn't played? Who hasn't had frustrating moments and actual good times with it? You have Super Mario World to where they're going to Star Wars this shit, just like Disney did. We have friendships that end on Mario Kart. (laughs) Exactly, man. There were tough times there had by all, but now this grand opening of this Nintendo World, it's a physical place that has the childhood of everybody, you know, right in the fresh memory. So it's it's something that I think that a lot of people would want to go to. You want to go there. You want to see, you know, the uh, the chomp, chomp, ball and chain. You want to see all your favorite Mario char- characters, and you want to go on the Mario Kart ride because it's badass in an v- AR headset. Hopefully they sanitize. Yeah, they will. They'll just be. But they are doing a lot of stuff to where they could try to, you know, best get it uh, COVID approved and everything like that as bu- as much as they can and keep everything safe and everybody's uh, safe as well. So 
We'll have to see how this turns out, man. I would love to see a lot more stuff coming out of Nintendo in this kind of realm. Maybe get a huge land. I don't know. Put it in Ohio or some shit. Get a nice Nintendo land in America. Put it in man. Florida. That's that'd be a great. That shit. That'd be a great fucking road trip, you know. Yeah, put that. I sent the live cast. Coming live from the. Oh no, nobody's pregnant. Never mind. Um. Um. But you got Bowser's Castle. <laughs> yeah, you got a lot of stuff. Episode twenty three. There, cat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, threatened to go live in the delivery room when uh, Kelly's baby baby girl was going to be born and Elise said maybe for the next one so Elise is always the ultimate wall janger and a trooper so baby number two we're gonna be there live from the delivery room going live but in this next story but the next story is a little bit of hope for those of the anti-social nature especially people who don't like the online games Gotham Knights confirms a highly requested single-player feature. Fans already have seen Gotham Knights running in a two-player co-op, but the team has also confirmed that similar to the older Batman Arkham games, fans can play through the game entirely solo as one character as well. Questions remained around the single-player experience, however, as many games these days claim to be uh, or support solo players, but continue to require the player to be connected to the internet in order to play, this is not going to be one of them, man. So you'll be able to play through the game as Red Hood. You'll be able to play through as Batgirl. You'll be able to play through as, you know, Tim Drake's Robin or, you know, Dick Grayson's, you know, sorry, Richard Grayson, that they've actually changed that in the comic books. He'll always but be dick to me. You'll be able to be you'll you'll be able to be dick. You'll be the main dick here, right there, right above Cat's so head. That's done dick Grayson. Ball cocks, and now we're on dicks. Yes, yes. Balls cocks. Run the gamut, dicks. guys. Here. We did achievement Funky. unlocked. You know, <laughs> you know what? Isolation. You ever heard of a Rhodes Scholar? This is that equivalent. <laughs> this is the podcasting Damn equivalent. It, we've we've gone through all of them. You know, I have to mark the time. <laughs> the time and date that it, it's needed and the point in the video so in a recent interview uh senior uh, senior producer fleur marty confirmed the solar players can experience the full game not only by themselves uh, uh, but offline as well uh play, when players offline players won't miss out on any content not uh, by not being connected to the online servers while the teams believe that the teaming up with the experience, the game uh, through co-op is the greatest way to go, they realize that they don't want to force that play style on everyone. So I like how they're giving you the option here. If you want to just play it by offline, fuck everybody else, isolationist mode, you can buy the game at your local GameStop, download it in, or put your tinfoil hat on, and play through Gotham Knights and enjoy it. In your Fallout bunker, whatever gets you off, man. I'm I'm not judging. I'm just saying, if you want to play this game in your Fallout bunker wearing your tin hat, you can, and you don't have to be connected to the evil interwebs. With aluminum foil, <laughs> Reynolds wrap all day. So that brings me to our next sponsor. No, I'm kidding. Reynolds wrap. Just give me a call. Um, <laughs> recently, Thank you, word out for that little <laughs> reference. <laughs> 
It was also revealed uh, Gotham Knights is going to feature additional gameplay moments outside of the main story with the Court of Owls. Players can take on uh, villain crime missions, which spans a series of encounters over a set period of nights in Gotham. Players will have to do the legwork on each case, which include detective work, and not only identifying the villain, but tracking them down as well. WB Montreal is attempting to use these moments to help the, make the players feel all of the work they're invested in He's protecting Gotham City. And Link is now going to protect our backyard. And it's a super crazy time. But Gotham Knight swings through your streets on 2021 in the general time period thereafter. Uh, for PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Series X, and more. So I'm really excited about Gotham Knights. I think that this is a good game. Now, whether Batman is dead or not, I really don't think it matters. It's like Captain America. People are like, oh, in Marvel's Avengers. They're like, Captain America's dead! But then he had a bunk and a skill set and a whole bunch of stuff. So I think, especially with the Court of Owls, you'll... He stinks. You may see a zombie Court of Owls Batman, but, you know, I still think there's opportunity to have him in there. And it'll still be, you know, just as jaw-dropping as, like, the old Arkham games were to where you'll actually still have that really good story in a Batman game, which is what Arkham series brought as a whole. But, the Arkham series video game by Rocksteady was one of the best well-done comic book video game series to date, and it still holds up. Even the ones they didn't do were good because, like, Origins, and I think they did another one, uh, another title in that whole Batman universe to where it was still a good, solid game because it took that formula that so many games, like Spider-Man and a lot of games now are just Even the side-scroller Blackgate, that was good, too. Yeah. But that you know that formula I'm talking about. From the original Arkham Asylum, you had that formula of press X, Y, and you have that X, Y mashing, and now you have Assassin's Creed using that. You have all these major AAA games have that style from these Batman games. And it's a common gaming you know trope to use that it kind of formed. It's a, it's a common uh, thing to use, like... You could tell when the game came out due to the era that it came out because yeah. Assassin's Creed. Um, it's like the double jump. You know yeah. what I mean? After the double jump, it was like, oh, well, what? You can't double jump? What kind of communist yeah. shit is this? When, when Titanfall <laughs> came out, when Titanfall came out, then you saw, you know, Advanced Warfare and. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And that's when Black, Call of Duty was like, we got to go. We got to go future. Titanfall you know, did we it. Got, we got to we got to run against walls and we yeah. got to jump and we got to be able to jump in multiple directions. Yeah, completely. It's really weird you being in Kelly's stomach, though. I do have to say. <laughs> I just need a a, a a sound bite of Kelly saying "Get in my belly" like a fat bastard, <laughs> and that will be my Christmas present. That's all I want from Kelly. Just that sound bite. <laughs> Another thing I want for Christmas, which I probably won't get by Christmas, but is this next story. Destiny-inspired Transformers game is reportedly coming soon. 
It's believed that a new Transformers online game might be on the way, and it would apparently be inspired by the likes of Destiny and Warframe. How do you I, I feel mean, about that? I can that? see it, but I love that a idea. lot of. Uh, but we have a lot of Destiny esque type games. That not enough, they, man. What? No, it, it's this not. This is that, Transformers. But it's not that it's not enough. It's just. It could be a steaming pile of dog that, turds. I don't care. It's Transformers. Yeah, Give me robots it, it, beating the shit out of each other. Could it be too ambitious, though? Maybe. Reports first surfaced of the supposed Transformers game back in 2017, which claimed that the name of the game would be Transformers Impact. Story of Transformers Impact allegedly uh, once again followers uh, follows the tale of the Autobots and Decepticons battling out on an ancient world or in an ancient war. Uh, however, when a powerful alien weapon drifts into their solar system, the robots in disguise turn their attention to this superweapon in the hopes that it will change the tide of the battle. Unfortunately, for both Autobots and the Decepticons, a severe explosion destroys the weapon, which shatters Aegis, I assume is the Dark Priest, uh, priest Aegis, into shards across Earth, corrupting the lands in which they fall uh now the Autobots and Decepticons must unite and work together to stop the spread of the darkness, consuming all beings. And uh, interestingly, as the Autobots and Decepticons will be working together, players reportedly can choose either faction and remain on the same side. Though this is worth keeping in mind that these documents are three years old. So a lot can change there. So no, it, 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 it's, it, it's not necessarily Autobots and Decepticons coming together to hug and clean up the earth. It's Democrats not an environmental game. You know, it's, manufacture. it's not, it's not Transformers sunshine. All right. They're not going the Nintendo route. They're not going to plant plants. No. According to WCCF tech, it was revealed that Transformers Impact will be inspired by video games such as Destiny and Warframe and will feature PvE co-op gameplay in a shared world. In uh, the now-removed documents, it was also alleged that Transformers Impact will be a free-to-play title with built-in microtransactions in a freemium format. So, Would it be considered farming? They have a name mechanical? for it now. Freemium. Do you like that name, Freemium? No. I kind of think it rolls off the tongue. With 6,000 ads around your perimeter. Well, it's just, no, you have to grind two uh, 2,000 hours to get a skin, or you could spend five ninety nine. Autobots, no thanks. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <clears throat> So, Impact will also reportedly feature character creation in a number of classes and factions. It will seemingly include a social hub area where players can gather together. The document also states that players will be able to customize their Transformer with loot, acquire new weapons, and upgrade abilities, because that is the most original idea we have heard in 2020. It's completely different from every single other loot and shoot game out there. I just would like course, to see the after effects of farming for Cybertronian cubes. I want a, like a, a life simulator to where you just you're just a minor little Cybertronian and you're mining for Cybertron and you're building a little hut and you know you're trying to build a little roadway. 
you know, like a rust for Cybertron, except no no dicks, because, you know, it's robots. Well, they don't need now. dicks. And now we went to robot dicks, completing the whole triathlon we were trying to go for there. This week episode, the dick episode. <laughs> On Triforce. Balls, cocks, dicks, and robo-dicks. <laughs> we go through the whole gambit, even dino dicks. We talk about dragon I dicks. We're all over the place. New TV. I, well, no, I sense a, one, a new TV series, and two, a t-shirt. Ah, both will be coming soon. And uh, the, <laughs> so you will also be able to interact with the main characters from the series and the games would feature end game content to keep players entertained. Well, that is the point. For years. Yeah. It's not like, uh, ah, this game is meant to keep your attention for 10 minutes. This game is meant to take your money, and that's it. Oh, no, there's no game here. I just wanted you to pay me $60. <laughs> oh no there's no game you just you just click press here and that's the game no that, that's that's it if you'd like well, to that pay us $60, that's, that's like a steam easy. game right there um in the updated documents that it does mention that a beta will arrive october 31st 2021 and the hi buy me buy me buy me sixty dollars buy me a full release by april 30th 2022 so it's a little bit unbelievable that we'll get that but i'll tell you something else that's a little unbelievable that's the next story and that is that that was a good segue thanks connor uh one xbox series x s player uses the system to play playstation 2 games well that's one thing you can do with it well, not necessarily something I do on my brand new console, but a YouTuber, modern vintage gamer, used their Series S as a PlayStation 2 emulator and played some of their favorite PlayStation 2 titles. There is a video in here. The YouTube channel uh, channeled PlayStation 2 emulator under developer mode, which is not something I would recommend to do with my brand new system. The developer mode allows users to, yep, you guessed it, help with game development. And, um... Yeah, but they, they allowed it on the Xbox series, um, current Xbox One as well, so it's not something that is, you know, can't be reversed. Yeah, man. Coding, every, learn to code! Sorry, that'll get us kicked off Twitter. Um, Sorry, this is now the last Triforce podcast. Yeah. The... The video showcases uh, like uh, Metal Gear Solid 2, Ico, and Jack and Daxter, as well as a bunch of different games on there. And uh, though performance can be a bit buggy, like any of them, but like, why would you not want to play Wind Waker or you know any kind of emulator on that? Really, Mario Strikers, right? Why wouldn't you want to play Wind Waker? Period. God of War, you know, on your on your Series S. Oh, fuck you, PlayStation. I have emulators, and I know your developer mode. And that's what this guy said. And you know what? Sticking it to the man. A bunch of great games on the PlayStation 2 uh, console generation. That was one of the greatest, you know, consoles in, I would say, our time. You know, a lot of that was great for just the amount of stuff. Ico right there. Um, Or no, that was... um, Ghost and Goblins right there. Grand, yep. Grand Turismo right there. Shadows of the Colossus. That's that's what that is because it was a guy There's trying Ico. to go. Yeah. 
And, uh, you know, a lot of really great content in the PlayStation 2 series, you know? It's just one of those things that if you can get it to run on it, go right ahead. But don't come crying to me if you fuck up your console. Yeah, that's where he's going to go. All yeah. the way here to Pennsylvania. Matt, man, I fucked up my console. Like, what the fuck would I do? I don't know. And call Microsoft. Know. You're <laughs> fucked. <laughs> you have a warranty? I don't know. Am I the helpline now? Did Microsoft send you to me? But especially if you just want to fuck around on God of War on your Series S, this is definitely an option, man. But I'll tell you another company that really thought of all the options. And that's the next story, which is Square Enix, man. They offer permanent work-from-home program for their employees. So um, according to Square Enix's press release on the matter, um, the each employee will be designated as either home-based, working from home for an average of at least three days per week, or office-based, working from the office for an average of at least three days per week. Uh, with the status changes allowing on basis, mo- uh, monthly basis. So you could change from month to month whether you want to be mainly in the office or mainly at home. Um, around 80% of Square Enix's employees are expected to be home-based in December. And in other words, uh, other obvious news, water is wet and Microsoft wants to commit to making games. Like, what what else is new here? Of course, you, you want your employees you are going to want to work from home. I love to work from home. Yeah, of I course you're going to want to work from home. Square Enix gives you the opportunity like, hey, man, here's the, you know, you got this. Obviously, you have the proper setup to work from home. Um, we still want to make these great games. You know, why don't you just do your concept design? Why don't you do your coding? Why don't you do that part at home and send it to us this way? That seems like a lot better of an option rather than, you know, dragging everybody's ass inside of this, you know, office building, which, you know, could or could not get shut down. We don't even know yet, you know? So where this is a great option for, I would say, businesses in general to give their employees, when available, that option to do. Especially if you're mainly working on a computer. Um, so let me add my two cents in there. So being uh, you can have you five. Know. Okay, thank you, thank you. Maybe sir. even a dime. I'll take that in pesos. Um, let <laughs> so being being that I work for a company that allows me the benefit to work from home. Yeah. Um, I mean, I haven't been in you know my office you know since geez last November, um, pre pandemic. And the pandemic has kind of, you know, kind of gripped the lives of a lot of people and a lot yeah. of businesses are failing. Yeah. And it's nice to see the business that that have the ability to allow the people to work from home to, you know, it's kind of to reduce the mitigating efforts of like the spread of the virus. So um, I applaud it. But there's also industries that are, you know, suffering, as we know, like my cousin's business, like, yeah, he had the lay off 700 people and he's still struggling so yeah you know it's rough all around but when you're you know obviously you can't do it all over the place but when it is a viable option i think a lot of people are going more towards this and that's just a kind of uh, a different focus shift wise to the economy that we have to adapt for and you know what a lot you know, of people and just are being better humans all together yeah. you know just be better than what you were the day before and just be kind 
Could you imagine that you even you because you have you were pretty liberal with when you were able to go into work and not before. But would you imagine having so much time with your kids before 2020 Whether that you did like this year? It. Hell no. Whether <laughs> you would like it, it or not. Stark, it is a stark contrast to when yeah. I first started at, at, at my company versus now. Oh, yeah. And even even when I you know was promoted up, I was still required at some level to be in the office. But with this pandemic, it's kind of opened the eyes for a lot of businesses to saying we can actually just – relegate this work to a work from home yeah so um i tell you one person who is probably not going to work want to work from home that's our next story and our last story but uh, a taiwanese man's <laughs> wife sells his playstation 5 after she discovers it was not an air purifier that he said it was. <laughs> you mean to tell me he he didn't buy it from from uh, you know QVC? It was an ionic breeze. Yeah, scroll down, you'll actually see it has a picture of the air purifier, and it's actually not that far off. <laughs> I think uh, our Kelly and my head are, are blocking it here, but the while he was one of the lucky few to get a PlayStation Five, unfortunately, his wife was not thrilled with the amount of video games he was playing before his purchase. So he tried to hide the fact that he bought it from her by saying it was an air purifier. And here we see so there's the air purifier on the right. It's not far and off. There's the PlayStation on the left. It's, it's not far it's off. It's not far off. And I'm I assuming mean, I'm assuming even height wise, it's pretty close. Because that PlayStation it, 5 is fucking huge. It is. So I gotta give him an A for effort, you know? That was that it, finding one that was that close to the PS5. <laughs> Yeah. That took some work, so kudos to him for that. He fought out the but lie. But I'm sorry that he had to lie about getting a PS5. That's not... That's not cool, but you know what? Hey, if you that's have to cool. lie to do that, there are other things wrong in that. Yeah, uh, yeah absolutely. That's yeah. where I was kind of going without saying it, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, say he told her it wasn't a PlayStation, but an air purifier, but... If you look at the pictures, it is strikingly similar. Unfortunately, his wife is not dumb, and she was quickly able to tell the difference and sold the PlayStation 5. According to the man who bought the PlayStation 5 from his wife, he says, and I quote, it was the cheapest price he had ever seen. Oh, gosh. Doesn't that break your heart? If she was like, give me 100 bucks. Oh, my God. Oh. Oh. She was just doing. That's what he gets, like, man. You know that. Oh, that was God. just well, like, I know what I know what I could get for it, but I just want it out of my house because that me. is just that's just like two very immature, petty people. Right yes. there. This yeah. brings so us to our lesson this week: deeper happy issues wife, than a PS Five. Yep. Happy wife, happy life, kids. That's the lesson of this week. It's just the no happy, happy spouse, happy house. There you go. That's a, a lot go. more gender neutral because uh, both need to be happy. Otherwise, one both, is going to secretly murder you in your sleep. And that brings us <laughs> murdering in my sleep. That brings me to my next end segment, hmm. which is kids nerd casting here. What actor or actress would you see slaying you in your sleep as a Sith Jedi master? And you can even pick the races and the species and everything, but what actor 
would you want to see as a Jedi Master? Not necessarily murdering you in your sleep, you know, Luke Tom Skywalker Cruise style. As Wonder Woman. Okay, so Tom Cruise as Wonder Woman. What color would his obviously yellow lightsaber? Uh, I don't care. I'm going to be dead. Yeah, yellow lightsaber would be the one. Cat. Cat. <laughs> First of all, we need to get over that. <laughs> I think we can first of all, especially in the Star Wars universe. Um, I actually have two, and they are Matthew Lillard as Shaggy as a Jedi Master. Oh my god! And um, the dude from Big Big Lebowski as a Jedi Master. (laughs) Oh my god! Those are my two Two things. And of course, Shaggy's would be a green lightsaber. Uh, yeah. And I would like to think that the dudes would be like the same pattern as his rug. I would like to think that Matthew <laughs> Lillard would be some kind of an alien. I would like to think he, <laughs> he would, would be like be be. he would look though. like Shaggy, but he would Ooh. have like blue skin, like the black eyes and stuff. He would look like an alien, but he he would have like green shirt. You know the bell bottoms, like, like, and look force, like Shaggy with a lightsaber. I love that idea. I think that is that's a win right there with Matthew Lillard because one, I loved Matthew Lillard since SLC Punk. He was give a, he me was Jason amazing. Lee and hackers and all that good stuff. Yes. Give me Jason Lee playing as Darth Maul. Okay, <laughs> and I will be happy. All right, Jason Lee. I'll go with Jason Lee playing the character as Banky from Chasing Amy. Oh my god! <laughs> 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 nah, nah, nah. All right, uh, Banky. Oh, then and... we can do Shorzy from Letterkenny. Okay. Yes, we can. <laughs> you know what? I'm uh, I'm gonna go with a good old fashioned. Give me a give me a good old Clint Eastwood, man. A Clint Eastwood. He would be an old Jedi Master, oh. grizzled. No fucks given. He would just be slaughtering. Get me him during. Do you want him as the villain? No, I want him him during the Mandalorian Wars. He would be one of the older Jedi that said, fuck this. I'm going out to kill me some Mandalorians. And he would be one of the. Yeah. (laughs) Goddamn Mandalorians. Get off my yard. Your yard is this whole planet. (laughs) It's still my yard. Imagine Clint Eastwood's voice and manner coming out of Yoda. Yes. yes, that would be hilarious. But right. I would rather no. have I would no. rather have John Wayne Grogu as Yoda. Well, I'm thinking Yoda going Grogu's voice. Feeling lucky. Oh, I'm gonna say it, it like doing the like the whole "Are you feeling lucky?" punk thing, but oh, like man. in Yoda talk, but it's Clint Eastwood. Like that would be perfect for it. Grogu Matt, because he was it. hanging out <laughs> with Mando. He was already <laughs> hanging out with Mando, so now that would be perfect for Grogu's voice to be like. I know what you're thinking. Did he deflect five shots or only six? Well, <laughs> oh my god! Can you imagine if they try to do Grogu like "Look Who's Talking" and it's like John Travolta's voice or something? <laughs> oh my Bruce god! Willis, like, like look at all these sins. Voice of Mikey, like the internal voice of Mikey. <laughs> right, that would be great. Yep. You know, make it like three men and the baby, kind of like you know three you know three Mandalorians and Grogu. You know what? Give me, <laughs> give me Neil Patrick Harris as uh, a Wookie Jedi. <laughs> I think he would fucking dominate. I can see man. that. I think he would dominate. <laughs> I see a big career. I see a big career for NPH here with my Wookie Jedi idea. 
you know, or give me, um, you know, fuck it, give me Roseanne as a, a, a Sith, you know, make her more like Saz Ventress. And she's just like an evil, like Sith war, war queen. How about the guy from Mad TV that's like, look what I can do as Anakin. Look what I can do. Look what I can do. <laughs> and he just like pulls a Star Destroyer out of the fucking sky. <laughs> like, look, kid, no, no, no. That's not what you should do. That's not what you should do. Look what I can do. And he just commits mass genocide you know on a planet. You know would be cool if you have Rick Moranis as him oh in. man as his jedi master you have uh that guy as Perfect. stewart you have stewart and rick moranis as the jedi master and he's just like ah uh, I, I don't think that's a good idea oh god he killed somebody again uh, Ma- Ma- master yoda what happened to his leg it, it happened again <laughs> you know i would love that i would love that I like harlan williams it wasn't me as like an outcast jedi me. uh jedi academy kind of thing who would you oh have play? yeah, Who would you have like a lower Kong? decks version of the jet jet. Yes, <laughs> yes, lower, uh, lower force. <laughs> Star Wars, lower force. It's all the people who are like really low with the force, but like I'm a Jedi. Like yeah, sure you are, kid. That's yeah, a wooden lightsaber. Barely like Jedi voice and, and coming out of Grogu at that point. Uh, but I also like uh, get me. You know what? Get me uh, honestly. My my two that I really want, and I said they were you know kind of off limits because they were so easy. But one was Samuel L. Jackson because of you know yes. people wanting him in the Mando for you know sending Grogu to the Jedi that him being the person. But another person that I really want, I, I you sent the the picture on the meme there, old man, this week. But Sebastian yes. Stan as Luke Skywalker, man. Oh, yeah. He looked amazing. Holy, Holy and, fuck, and that was There was an article point. out there that's, you know, that's saying that, you know, Mark Hamill was saying, kind of, sort of, he is my son. And he's kind of, like, <laughs> playing off of that, you know, Dude, we look it's good. thing. It's and really he, good. He, he hashtagged it, Civil Star Wars. <laughs> 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 I love that, man. But I, honestly, get me Sebastian Stan. I mean, you can even have Sebastian Stan's voice. I don't give a fuck. Give me another Luke Sebastian Skywalker Sebastian Stan can here. do, he can imitate Mark Hamill to the point and have the mannerisms. He's already got the look. So, and they hang out. They're buddies. So, you know, yeah. you know, hashtag not my arm. Yeah. I mean, honestly, we've just gotten so much good Star Wars stuff from Ahsoka Tano, Bo-Katan, Mandalorian's kicking it off like really officially right here. And I really think that we're going to see a lot more, not only animated bad batch. I think I, I really feel like we could get a new kind of rebels with, uh, a, a, a Ezra Bridger, you know, Sabine Wren kind of, uh, live action series on Disney plus further exploring this, you know, Admiral Thrawn aspect. Because I've seen some some fan stuff with Benedict Cumberpatch, uh, Doctor Strange himself as Admiral Thrawn, which I'm not opposed to. I think he would look pretty good as Admiral Thrawn. Yeah, that's pretty on fucking point. I got um, I saw one that it was the guy who plays Draco's father, Lucius Malfoy. I can't remember his name. He looked pretty good there too. Yeah, they had he him did. with the with the makeup and stuff. Yeah, Jason Isaac. Well, yeah, yes. yeah. 
a bunch of different well, ones, man. But um, you know, but now that we, we now that we said uh, Benedict, well, what about what about Robert Downey Jr. Because he would actually, it would be a, a role uh, change for him. To honestly, play instead of honestly, I think that would be good. Big Brother, what do you think about RDJ as Admiral Thrawn? Because you saw the animated series as well as I did. I think Robert Downey Jr. Sure. I think he could actually kill that role because he is, he is giving him the bad guy role. Run. Like, you know, when you turn heel, I think he's long due for a bad guy role. Yeah, he's well due for a, a good bad guy role because I think he could really unleash and do some good stuff with Admiral Thrawn. And that, that would still allow him to be in the Disney fold so that when he we wants to kind of like dabble back it. into the MCU. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> Hang on. RuPaul. <laughs> Okay. RuPaul. Ru- RuPaul. As Thrawn? Yeah. As Admiral Thrawn. Yeah, he can do it. He would have a dragway, right? Hang on, Vader. We're having a moment. And then he just like... Well, Thrawn was pretty dramatic. You know what? That is actually the dramatic most Dramatic dramatic. RuPaul, I win. Yeah, he does, because that's the most fitting nerd casting ever, is RuPaul is, uh, is Grandma he, Thrawn. He, All right. If RuPaul can do a woman, he can do Thrawn. I, I'm not going to argue with that one, man. That's the end of the podcast, and we end off with the thank yous. We want to thank you to Amanda Miller and Mark Gervais for liking and commenting. And uh, we want you to go down here to pjandwh.com to where you're going to find all the latest and greatest in all of our podcasts and the funniest moments. You'll find this podcast as well. And, of course, this brings us to the end of the podcast. I am Matthew Bugrell, the Matt Man. In the box is Katarina Thermoscara, Cat Go Google, Wonder Cat, as well as Christopher Bristow, Hello. the old man, and big brother, our omnipotent presence and producer. And, of course, this is the end of the podcast. The long, drawn-out goodbye. You hear it from Link's voice. We love you. We miss you. We want to see you next week. As always, gang. Came on, it's super crazy outside time! You don't fuck with cats and you don't punch Rick Moranis, all right? Those are two rules of life. You say the keyword for gangers, and it will give you absolutely nothing at all, but it'll get a smile on his face. Sponsor, uh, sponsor shit. Sponsor shit's available. <laughs> it's very intimate. <laughs> get off my yard. yard. It's this whole planet. Okay. RuPaul. RuPaul. As Thrawn? Yeah. As Admiral Thrawn. Yeah, he can do it. We're doing it live. Play on the tangers. That was a good segue. Oh, my goodness. So, Kat, I sent oh, a shirt that's going to have your face on it. We went from balls to cocks to dicks. <laughs> I'm not going to say that's a good idea for a shirt, Kat. I'm just going to no. say that outright. That is a bad idea. But... Super crazy outside time could be a shirt. I still want to do. Now, I'm not sure if you ever heard me say this, Kat, but I want I want a shirt with Chris's head, Elsa's body, and I want him saying, let it breathe. <laughs> and I want that on a T-shirt. I think that would be a killer T-shirt we could really break into the merchandise market with. I, uh, I would wear that T-shirt. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Everybody would, man. We could make a killing off of Let It Breathe. Let it breathe. Well, you don't well, really, you don't need, really a need a t-shirt. You, just, you don't say it enough anymore. Well, that's because well, you told me not, not to say it anymore. I think if you were going to do a t-shirt of me, the thing that I seem to be saying the most on this show is how did we get here? 
I think I say that at least once every episode. How did we get yeah, here? Yeah. yeah, we could put yeah, Perjangers Perjanging on the back of the shirt. And uh-huh. then with the on the front that says, how do we get here? And this is not my bit of a podcast. Perjangers Perjanging. This is not my beautiful pajangas. When the days go by, there he goes. Um, since we don't like to do a whole bunch of spoilers, I'm not Kat, giving you my cookie. It's not gonna. <laughs> Cat, what do you uh, what what do you think of the child's name? Um. I don't like it. But it's, what? I, I don't care. I think they should have went with Paul. Don't you disrespect Grogu. Grogu is my <laughs> dude, man. I want him even more. Um, I don't know. I guess I know that the only two that I know of of the other species are Yaddle and um, yeah. Yoda. Well, yeah. So I kind of thought it was going to be another Y name. Yeah. Well, but I don't know. I just think that Grogu man. is just too close to group. I mean, you had every other letter mm. of the alphabet. <laughs> all right, I give you. Oh, all right, I'll give you that. I should have just called him Paul and be done with it. Paul. Right? Hi, I'm Paul. <laughs> the question is: the question is, is uh, why is it something that the child picked out because he can only express through feeling? I wonder if he's a descendant of you know. It's <laughs> well, possible. That it, he's their kid. All she said was that it was, oh, he, he's, right? you know, uh, he was a child in the old, you know, that, well, then old, would be called Old Republic. But in the Fallen Republic, he was, you know, a, je- a Jedi that was well protected. Who he was protected by, now that maybe, I don't know. Now, a lot of fan it speculation. A lot of fan speculation <laughs> is sure. saying uh, Mace Windu. They made the okay. They did the whole poster. Which come on now, who would not love that? I we're recording right. Yeah, we're recording. I like how they have all the um, it, like have all these options, but also there's nothing that's saying that it won't be a forced ghost Jedi either. That's true. Maybe get Qui Gon. Oh, Liam Neeson is literally cool. doing nothing. You might be Anakin himself. It could, could be, be Shit, that'd be good. But so. I mean, especially with our podcast being on normal, our normal old Thursday. When you, you prefer, what's the kid Archer? No, the, the animated, Archer animated series. I would prefer Archer to teach <laughs> ba- Grogu, baby Grogu. I would. <laughs> Archer would be amazing. There'd be a lot of drinking, a lot of swearing, and a lot of sex. One with the lightsaber. Oh, Ezra. Wouldn't you rather see Ezra Bridger? I think that if she's looking for Thrawn and they're, they're calling for a in. Jedi and Ezra's a Jedi, yeah. um, it makes sense. But it also depends on if that was a one and done for Ahsoka or if she is now going to, if they're if they're going to converge again yeah. and it become like a dual thing. But the other thing too is that I really love about where they're going with this story is by having him go to that temple and just kind of feel out the force. He's not just getting light force users. He's also getting dark force users like inquisitors and shit. So it, it's, you, you just don't know. Yeah. I mean, they're already bringing in the dark force troopers from the games. They're bringing in right. a lot of stuff. I mean, you have Dave Filoni writing and directing that last episode titled the Jedi, even though Ahsoka is technically not a Jedi because she walked away from the Jedi order. 
She is the closest thing to a Jedi, though. A Jedi and any other name. Show me another Jedi. First off, Go ahead. Oh, man, Point you one need out. to adjust your camera because we can see your living room and your head. Yeah, we can see your forehead and nothing more. <laughs> All we can see. A little more <laughs> like a diglet than your forehead. You look like a little diglet is what you look like. Diglet. Come on, say diglet. No, but yeah, the, the oh, name no, Grogu, I'm sure it'll grow on me and I'll get used to it and yeah. it's fine. But I just like in my own head, I was calling him Yabi. I'll call him Paul. Yabi. Yoda. I was, I was calling him Yabi. <laughs> it was, you know, a Y for Yoda and Yaddle if, with AB at the end. If so, it was Yabi like Yoda's weird. child, then yeah, I would say complete if he, the if, Y if, name. If, if the child broke out into a song of Dancing Queen, I would have been impressed. <laughs> oh, yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> I love that. I kind of want that now. But now he is looking for a Jedi. And we know that, you know, Giancarlo Esposito is looking for him. And they haven't. So it could be Obi Wan. It could be. Um, you I could. Guess, like, Anakin. It could be Qui Gon. It could be Yoda. It could, it could be anyone, honestly. It could be someone new. I, and I love that. It could I be something. That. It could be someone new. But I, also, she said Obi Wan, and you know what really got me there oh. is that um, Obi Wan. We have this series, and he already did the testing, right? For the clothing and everything. Maybe they just popped out a squeaker or there, man. They may get Ahsoka back, you know, and she decides to That'd take him cool. on. And then the they love to their... bring people back in that show. They love to. Oh, For this is the intro. Things, yeah. the tentacle I love things that we have old. options. Her tentacles were her all tentacles wrong. were all wrong. Her tentacles were the for the length of a nine year old. They should have been way right. They were too longer. short. But I think they. Um, yeah. I read that they they said that they tried it longer and it just didn't look right and it just didn't move right. It's not supposed to look right. It would be right. too distracting, so they made them shorter so that it would work yeah. better in live action. And I'll give them that because right. I can imagine how yeah. like when she's swinging the sabers around and the mantras are like, either that or they're like <laughs> your tentacles are flopping all over the place. I would have liked to see them testing that, like somebody with the longer ones trying to do the moves. you know what they do. They do the whole. Disney Plus extra thing where they have that behind the scenes story and then they have the whole behind the scenes one episode is just going to be Rosario's floppy tentacles. <laughs> That'll be awesome. That's the title of this dead. end crest. Why not just CGI? <laughs> title of Come on, you're Disney. <laughs> yeah. CGI it. Oh, I sense a new Star Wars podcast is Rosario's floppy tendrils. One of yes. my favorite Star Wars okay. podcasts is the Star <clears throat> Wars Maybe. Minute. Have you ever heard of that? A Star no, Wars Minute, no, I no but I, I will be looking. Star at Wars it. Minute. They literally watch. They watch <laughs> all the movies one minute at a time. Okay, really. And then they have guests on that stay for like you know they do for the week and and they um, talk so about five that minutes, one they, minute. They take they talk about that one minute. Okay. But it's not just that one minute. It's like background information from that one minute. So it's actually really interesting. They, this, okay. The podcast started off like each episode was somewhere between like 10 minutes to half an hour. And then, of course, it grew yeah. um, as they went along. But it it is one of my favorites. And I would recommend like you know, just give it a, a All listen. right, great. Now I have another podcast to listen to. <laughs> the list grows long, especially when you Sorry. produce... So I do recommend you watch the Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie, the one with Luke Perry before the TV show started. It's it's a much campier version, but the death scene of Pee Wee Herman as that vampire was what was playing in my head after the snap and and Spider-Man was just taking his 
<laughs> Wheel time. <laughs> oh, good. Giving like monologues and shit. <laughs> so I'm crying, but at the same time, I'm like, is he gonna, is he gonna go? This <laughs> is Doc. I don't feel so good. I think I'm not gonna make it. I think think that's a good Pee Wee as a Jedi. That's something. (laughs) Damn. That. All right. Now you just won. (laughs) Do you think you're going to win this one? (laughs) I'm a loner, Dottie. Pee Wee as a Jedi talking like Clint Eastwood. I think you gotta ask yourself one question. Do you need to deflect five blaster bolts or only six? <laughs> but like Pee Wee as Yoda where he's like, okay, you have to say Mecha Leka Hi, Mecha Hiney Hone and, and then use the force. Mecha he's like really like, no, I'm just kidding. Lars Fitchburn comes out of a tree of Dagobah and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> what would be funny is if we got um, what's his name uh, from oh gosh what is his name the guy who was in The Matrix that is Lawrence, Lawrence Fishburne yeah Lawrence Fishburne as was, like the cowboy the from the Pee Wee Herman Playhouse he was he was the cowboy that's what I'm saying have him as like when they're training Luke and have him come out yes. as like a force ghost as the cowboy. Yeah, in the whole cowboy outfit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I want to watch that show. I you know, like when Luke does the final thing where he goes yeah. through the forest and he confronts. But that's one of the things he has to confront in there. Yeah, I tell you what, that's exactly real quick. This is exactly why we have the end segments because this is practically a no, whole I'm new in the podcast. Wrong force cave. The secret word is Force Cave! The secret word is Darth Vader's your dad. Are you going back to talking about dicks again? No, we were talking about dads. Like Darth Vader. Same thing. Oh, yeah, same thing. (laughs) Hey, cutie. How's it going? It's been good. Yeah? What'd you do today? What, what did we watch today? Or what did we watch yesterday? Spider-Man. Yeah, we finished Whoa. all of Phase 3 of Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Then all the people were going gone. That, what that was, was your favorite angry. one? The what one the first... where the people would go missing. Oh, After the snap? War. Infinity War or the other one, Endgame? Snap, not after the snap you like when they went away well when they went away yes okay in so he liked infinity war yes good job buddy that's good <laughs> i like how you like the uh marvel movies man. he was very good sad stuff. oh man yeah, i was sad was very too. sad i cried i cried in the theater man i cried like a Me little too. baby i cried like a little baby even though the Spider-Man one I thought was a little bit funny, too. Oh, yeah. A little bit. It was a little bit funny, but I was laughing and crying. Yes, that, yes, that oh, little kid was... <laughs> <laughs> With this, uh, did you ever watch the Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie? I have not. Pee Wee Herman plays a vampire in it, and <laughs> she kills him. And it takes right. him about 15 minutes to die. The secret and that's how word I is felt Glenn. that Spider-Man scene um, played out. 
Ah! Oh my yeah. God! Sigurd is black. That's great. So, like everybody else, they snapped. They went away real quick. But Spider Man, he hung out for a while and, and talked for a little bit, right? Yeah, he did. Mm. He was like, Dude, "Oh, super. feels so good." All right, we're gonna right? go on bye byes, okay? Nah. Hey, Connor, give me a good old. Right. Yeah, Connor, give us a one punch. One punch. <laughs> oh, they did it at the same time. One, Are we streaming? No, we're recording. And then I'll tell oh, you what okay. they we do want them to do. We want them to poke right above Cat's head and right next to my head. That's the subscription button. Right above Cat's head? Well, that's going to be the very best per Jengers and Wallhangers video for you. Right above my head? Well, that's all of the Triforce podcast in a playlist. Right? Nice, neat, and tidy. And as our main man Connor says, one punch! One punch! <laughs>